Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Thursday, everyone. Over the last number of weeks, we've been talking about the varied and wonderful gifts that God has given us. Gifts that we don't necessarily view as gifts. And yet, I hope after looking at these, you will agree with me that truly, they are gifts. And we've talked about gifts of perspective, gifts of responsibility, gifts of growth, and presently we're looking at gifts of the heart. And yesterday we began to look at the first one, the gift of friends. Friends are a gift. The definition of a friend is one in whom you have a feeling of affection and spend time, one in whom you confide. Now, obviously, there's different levels of friendship. There are acquaintances, people that we sort of know on the surface of our life, but that we we meet often. And then there are other people who connect more deeply with us until it's not just sort of the meeting of our physical bodies, but there is a a meeting of minds, a meeting of heart, and, and actually you begin to find a soul mate. This is the friendship we're talking about here. And this is the deepest kind of friendship. Someone you connect with in your heart. And and that's what we're talking about, this gift of friendship. Now, you're fortunate if you have two or three people in your life that come to this level. But when you do, you treasure them with all your heart. Now, we've been looking at the Bible because we've said this is our manual for living. And it tells us much about friends. And our key verse is Proverbs 18.24. And it says this, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. In other words, your ability to cultivate friends is directly related to how friendly you are. So many people have the misguided idea that if they don't have friends, it's because other people are unfriendly. Either their neighbor is unfriendly or the town is unfriendly or they think the church is unfriendly. But in reality, it really doesn't matter about other people because the scripture says if you're going to have friends, you yourself must be friendly. When you have certain attributes in your life, you can cultivate friendship regardless of where you are. Now, we begin to look at the different things that the Bible tells us about friendship. And the very first one was to choose your friends carefully. Proverbs 12:26 said the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Friendship is so powerful that if you're not careful your friends will lead you astray because you're walking with them. And Amos 3:3 says can two walk together unless they be agreed. And when you begin to spend time with people and you begin to confide at a heart level you will begin to take on the goals and values and ambitions of your friends. And so be careful who you choose as a friend. They can shape your heart. Proverbs twenty two twenty four goes on to say, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways 
and set a snare for your soul. Now we saw yesterday this is not a quick judgment of people who might have an episode of anger, but this is much deeper. This is where anger becomes the predominant part of a person's life. There are angry people. They just have a whole outlook, a whole mindset that produces anger within them. And the Bible says don't go with that person because if you do, you'll learn his ways and you will set a snare for your soul. It's very, very important that you choose your friends carefully. Now, we said yesterday, by extension, I wouldn't go with an immoral person. I wouldn't go with someone that is dishonest, that has no integrity. I wouldn't be around people that have a purely materialistic outlook on life. Everything that they see is what they can have and what they can enjoy. I mean, you'd need to be very, very careful because as this verse says, they will set a snare for your soul. Now, by extension to this, I would say, be careful that you don't make friendship with movies. Be careful that you don't make friendship with TV, with sitcoms. There's not very much on television or in movies that are aligned with God's ways and purposes. I mean, the philosophies and the attitudes that can be sown into our life is very dangerous if you make a friend of this world. In fact, the Bible warns us in 1 John and 2 and verse 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, these verses can be misunderstood in the sense that some people have read them and have withdrawn from the world. But Jesus said in another place, I do not pray that you are taken out of the world, but that you would be kept from the evil of the world. He said you're in this world, but you're not of it. This whole matter of loving not the world, it doesn't mean that you can't be involved in things and activities and programs and, and uh, interact with people and enjoy just natural pursuits that's in the world. This doesn't mean that we can't do that. What it means is don't love the world. Don't let it get to the area of your heart. Don't take on the philosophy of the world. Don't take on the attitude that all life is just for pleasure. Sort of the eat, drink, and be merry attitude. There's so many different aspects and so many different philosophies that the world can put forth. We need to be sure that those that we let into our heart those that we have close friendships with are also friends of the Lord, that their goals are spiritual goals, that their ambitions are godly, that they're living their life for God and for his honor and for his praise. Cultivate friends in that area. Then they won't be a snare for your soul, but they'll actually be an encouragement to your soul so that you can be all that God wants you to be. So, that's the first aspect that the Bible speaks about in friendship, that you should choose your friends carefully. Now, the second aspect about friendship is that if you're going to have a friend and be friendly, then you need to invest in your friend's life. Proverbs 19 and verse 4 says, Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. 
And then Proverbs 14 and verse 20. The poor man is hated even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Now, these verses begin to unfold a theme here that we see in Scripture, that if you are wealthy, you will have many friends. And if you're poor, you will not have that many friends. Now, there's sort of the natural level here that is a shallow one in that people are looking for favors from someone that is rich. And so, if you're rich, you may have lots of friends until you don't have the money anymore. And that's exactly what the prodigal son found out as he went and he began to live his life in a very wanton and destructive way. He had lots of friends until he lost his money and then his friends were gone as well. So that is sort of the negative aspect of these verses that say the rich has many friends. But there is another truth in this that is so vital for us to understand. Why does the rich have friends? Because they invest and can give into someone else's life. And if you're going to have friends, you need to be a giver. You need to be investing in the life of your friend. This is how you make yourself friendly. Proverbs 19 and verse 6 says, Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. Now, again, there's a negative aspect of this that can just be very shallow, but then there's also a very real and vital part of this verse that is a truth that we need to embrace. And that is, as you give to other people, you will have friends. And I don't just mean to give money. I mean give your attention, give your time, give your strengths to someone else. You can actually give someone else the credit. You can give someone else the recognition. All of this is a giving. And I tell you, if you are not a giver, you will not have friends. And again, understand, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about the giving and the investing of your life and what you have into the life of someone else. Someone that is a giver will have friends. And so you need to look at yourself. If you don't have friends and you're constantly saying, well, I don't have very many friends, perhaps you're not investing in the life of the people around you. You're looking for them to invest in you. But our primary concern should be, how can I benefit the life of someone else? Now, this is what the verse means that if you're going to have friends, you have to make yourself friendly. Ask yourself, as I am meeting with other people, is the center of the conversation me or is it them? Is the focus on my needs or on their needs? You see, some people are sort of high maintenance. And that means that when you're with them, you have to give a lot to maintain them. They're high maintenance. Then there's other people that are low maintenance. You don't have to give a lot to maintain it. And I tell you, if there is a friendship that's high maintenance, then it really takes the grace of God for that friendship to continue because it's all one-sided. And the person that is giving needs to have a reservoir from God and from his grace and his love in order to maintain the friendship. And, and that happens and God can provide that. But there has to come a balance in relationships where it is a two-way street, where it's not just one person constantly draining the other individual when they're together. Really, for a friendship to develop and to be all that God wants it to be, 
there has to be a mutual give and take in a friendship. And so I pray that the Lord will help us as we develop friends that we need to focus on the other individual and what their needs are, what they want, what their preferences may be, and to give to them. We need to let other people have the prominence. You know, I heard a while ago that if you have to be the winner in all of your relationships, it means that you will surround yourself with losers. And nobody wants to be a loser. If you're going to have a true friendship, you need to make the other person the winner. The winner in as many aspects as you can. Because this is what friendship is. It's sowing into the life of someone else. And if you make yourself friendly, if you're giving to the needs of someone else, then friendship will develop and grow and you will have more friends than what you could ever imagine. So I'm praying that God will allow us to take this message to heart today, that we'll allow God's grace and love to flow through us to other people. Well, again, we're at the end of our time, but we will continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. Please join us this Sunday for one of our worship services, online at 1030 or in person at 8, 930, and 1130. Please register online as we are limited to 15% capacity. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now, but the Bible tells us to cast all our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.